podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am Vlord GTZ, and with me I have my usual co-hosts, Marion and Sakaki. What's that? Yo. How you guys doing? We're doing good. Yeah, I, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since I think we've recorded a Demon Slayer episode. Like, obviously the episodes have been coming out, but uh, <laughs> that's because, like, we were super behind in terms of backlog. That's true. We still gotta do volumes, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, uh, hey. So look forward to that. Yeah, I definitely look forward to those. But uh, today we're not talking about the Demon Slayer volumes or even really Demon Slayer itself, technically. We're going all the way back in uh, Jump History to 2013 with Koyoharu Gotage's debut one-shot, Kagari Gari. Nice. Just what yeah. we needed. So for those who don't know, Kagari Gari is essentially the original basis for what Demon Slayer would become. Um, so, essentially, uh, Gotage won the uh, 75th Jump Treasure Newcomer Manga Award in 2013, and as a result, um, this one-shot Kagari Gari was uh, shown on the Shonen Jump website at the time. And after like several revisions with uh, Gotage's editor later on, uh, Tatsuhiko Katayama, Demon Slayer kind of came into existence. Like, they took the foundation of Kagari Gari, turned it into a draft called Kisatsu no Nagare, and then Kisatsu no Nagare became Kimetsu no Yaiba. Nice. That's something I I didn't know, actually. Yeah, so there's been, like, a long revision process from the original concept, and uh, Kisatsu no Nagare, interestingly, is also available, technically, through the uh, Demon Slayer fan book that they released in Japan a while back. Like you can read the entire draft that uh, Gotage made for it in there. Yeah, they're they're like um, in the book itself. I think like the pages are all like uh, landscape actually, uh, and they look like storyboards. Like you just like flip through them, and it's like uh, it, it was kind of weird at first because when I got the fan book, uh, I was like I was reading through it and just like skimming, and then when I see this, and I'm like, whoa, this looks kind of like. Uh, I wasn't. I don't, I don't know what this is. I was just like skimming through it, and it's like uh, it reminded me a lot of like Kamishibai, like Japanese like paper theater, where it's like you see the pages and like you can just uh, flip to the next one, like put it behind the the stack or whatever, and just see like the story unveiling that way. Um, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, and I think that would be an interesting thing to cover at some point because I know both Mary and I have the fan book, and it has some really cool stuff in it. That that uh draft especially is really cool to look at but uh i guess let's dive into kagari gari uh so yeah guess i'll start us off here so in our cover page here we have a mysterious swordsman surrounded by uh some familiar black crows squawk squawk (laughs) (laughs) like as marion is demonstrating for us you can actually hear this page like (laughs) 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 
like it's just that's that's how you know you're you're reading a go to gay work. Just the atmosphere of this cover page tells you exactly what to expect, and you can hear it. Like I hope that with the, the popularity of Demon Slayer, that maybe these things will get animated because you know when the mon when like in manga or anime gets really big, then they animate everything that the author has done. So this would be fun to see animated at some point. Yeah, that'd the, be neat. At the very least, I hope Viz releases the this collection. Um, the Gotuge uh, short story collection, because, like, just looking at, like, Gotuge's early artwork here, like, you can obviously tell it's, like, rougher, but it still has that kind of familiar design, um, kind of qualities that you see in, like, early Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as we move on to the next page, uh, we see a young boy being handed some rice balls, and... As we shift over to the next page, you see a uh, strange assailant attacking a family, and it's a uh, it's a bloody mess. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like these two pages, just like, oh yeah, that's Kanao's backstory. Oh yeah, that's what happens chapter one to Tanjiro. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty true. <laughs> But yeah, you have like a father and a daughter here and like the father tries to fend off the attacker, but uh, their sword breaks. And then as we move on to the next page, we see a few people mentioning how more people were killed last night and they're complaining about like, what are the police doing? Like 13 have been killed so far. And uh, they're mentioning how like messed up it is that they've all been killed like in such cruel ways. And someone who's passing by is a... Uh, this mysterious swordsman and some cops try to stop the swordsman and are asking him like um what exactly he's doing here and everything and what's he holding and an interesting thing to note here is they also ask like if he's blind or anything which he doesn't really respond to but he shows uh this like tattoo on his arm and they don't really explain what the tattoo means but like he automatically freaks out the like policemen and that uh he just goes about his business like any person holding a sword in public <laughs> i mean i'm trying to read the tattoo and i know like one it's a number of some kind but i can't read the like the very first one is the katakana u but then I can't read the second kanji, but the third one is like an olden. It's like the olden Japanese counting system. I think this might be one. Looking it up, it apparently said U number 11. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they don't. Yeah, they, they don't explain what that means at all. But I just found it interesting. So I'm glad to know that at least my I have some expertise in older Japanese. <laughs> Hooray. I can make out the button, but not the other one, <laughs> and that it's a number. Because <laughs> the last kanji is like the qualifier for numbers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go. Um, yeah, go. I guess this is like a, like a squad number, and then like the U would be part of it, the name. I guess sort of. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that that makes sense. Maybe it's like it's like the you know Demon Slayer Corpse is like an early version of them. He's like part of squad 11 or whatever yeah yeah that was the impression i got yeah but uh, on the next page we pan over to what seems to be a costco muzan as sakaki put it earlier (laughs) (laughs) hashtag costco muzan 
He looks more Japanese here because the 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 eyes. Yeah, like he's got the slanty eyes going on, like the stereotypical like villain. <laughs> he looks hey, like he's but a, he's but a, um he's like a like a yakuza like try, trying to like uh get a, get you to pay back your loan for your house. Oh my yeah, god! Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I will say he looks like less of a Chad here. <laughs> But uh, yeah, like you can very clearly tell this is like the prototype for Murasan's like initial design when we see him in the series. But that's not the only familiar face here because uh, Costco Muzan is talking to Tamayo. And she's like 100% Tamayo. She's not a discount version. This is the genuine Tamayo. Yeah, you, you can't discount our queen. <laughs> Tamayo may have died in the main series, but she outlived a whole other dimension compared to Luzon. I mean, granted, when you look at it this way, since this guy has a different name, technically, she's the only... She's lived before Demon Slayer was a thing. Because <laughs> so, her name is still Tamayo in this. The cycle of, <laughs> the cycle of Samsara was kind to Tamayo. <laughs> Yeah, but Tommy is basically saying here, like, hey, let's cooperate. Someone's been hunting, like, humans, like, out of nowhere. And, like, they're kind of gaining unwanted attention. And they're, like, closing in on their territory. And they mentioned that, like, uh, that thing will be on the move. But then someone butts in, and who else would it be but Yushiro? Who's also not a dollar store version of himself. He looks just like Yushiro. A little older, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like he has a bit more of like a human face, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say his face looks he looks way more like realistic. I mean, for lack of a better term. Like he doesn't look like it's it's before the demonification process mofied him. <laughs> oh my god. It's so anime turns people into demons, got it. <laughs> yeah, actually in the Demon Slayer sequel, he's gonna look more like Uzaki. <laughs> oh my god. Why would you? Oh my god! <laughs> you can cut that out. <laughs> uh, okay. Fighting social commentary aside, V Lord. <laughs> but uh, anyways, Yushiro's kind of annoyed that uh, Muzan, or why? Why did I call him Muzan? <laughs> Toshihiko. Just call him Seki. That's fine. Oh my god. <laughs> Costco Muzan is talking to Tamayo in a disrespectful way. That's not gelling with Yushiro. Um, and they get into a little bit of a squabble here. And uh, Tamayo just kind of shuts it down, being like, I will not allow you to insult Yushiro. Shippers, go, go at it now. Shipping across time. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, they basically are like, end up like deciding to work together and like, Tamiyo does mention Costco Muzan's actual name, which is like Tokikawa. Oh, Tokikawa. Oh, Tokikawa she does. Over the, she, over, the yeah. over, over the death for you. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, yeah, she she kind of says it like towards the end, but we're gonna keep calling him Costco. Muzan. That's yeah. just better. <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> yeah, and Costco Muzan's like, yeah, just take me to where the guy's gonna be as soon as possible, and like. I kind of like this kind of little paneling here where, like, uh, Tamiyo says Yushiro's name, and then we see, like, Yushiro's, like, signature, like, eye tag that he uses in, like, Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. The talisman. Yeah. And we flash over to this, like, uh, person killing an innocent bystander, and 
Costco Muzon's also on the scene, and uh, he's like basically calling the guy like an intruder, and like uh, how he's like coming on to human territory and doing like boring things. But then uh, Tamio activates like her demon blood art, or what what would be her demon blood art in Demon Slayer, by like uh, kind of like cutting her arm up and like releasing like the blood toxin. But she does it like over her head, so it looks like so fucking metal. <laughs> it does. It also looks a lot more bloody. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. Oh, I mean, one thing we should like mention is like it. It seems like the guy and Costco Muzan are like speaking another language from the way the bubbles are positioned. So, I mean, I'm sure most people know this, but like in typical manga, the text is uh, vertical. But when the guy comes on the scene and is talking to Costco Muzan, it's horizontal. So, I mean, as I said before, I started recording. I've seen that often used when there's either speaking. It's usually used when they're speaking their language. Artist just doesn't have enough knowledge in that language. To say, oh, I'm just going to write in English or whatever. So, yeah, and you can also tell because the 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 demon in like black or whatever. Uh, when he first starts like thinking to himself, the text is like, like not bolded. Like all of the text in this is like, uh, like darker. I guess like you can see like the lines are bolder. Yeah. So it's like obviously like a conscious choice with the font. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting little detail, and I guess like it's kind of implied that uh, Costco moves on this uh, person in like uh, Tommy and everyone to kind of just speak in like their own language that's not like necessarily Japanese. Yeah. Yeah, but like essentially after Tamio does like her whole like bleeding arm thing, like it definitely gets a reaction out of the out of like the killer like demon like person. And then Costco moves on, awakens like some weird claw thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess Costco Muzon's just like a lot lamer than actual Muzon. That's why you don't go to Costco when you want the real thing. This is actually the first brain uh, before it, <laughs> it got more. I guess so. <laughs> but yo, like, I will say this panel of, like, I get uh, the this panel, like, the pattern and everything is awesome looking. Yeah, the little, like, hallucinatory, like, pattern that the demon, like, guy is, like, seeing. Yeah. Look. Yeah, it's like, uh, like, Yukata kind of, like, Patterns with like the clouds that look like lines, basically, and then the like the swirls should be like like uh, they could be like water or, or wind. I'm not sure which. It looks neat. Yeah, it, it's really something you got to see. So beg Viz to bring this over. Viz, please <laughs> do it. Make us happy. But essentially, like this is helping uh, Costco Muzan fight the demon guy because, like, essentially, this is making the demon guys like uh Sight and smell essentially useless. So like, and like Tamio and everyone can essentially like hide their location this way. So Costco Muzan just slashes up the demon guy's face, and uh, he gets in the first strike essentially. Yeah, basically the the other guy retaliates with like sprouting like these blades from like his back and arm. And <laughs> goodbye, <laughs> Costco Muzan. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically. He just like critically injures him, and then uh, uh, Tamayo is like, "Oh no, this is bad. Uh, there's really strong wind. Uh, Marcuccino, 
Cody. Oh, so like the scent of the of of like the her art or whatever is gonna be moved because of the wind or whatever, and that's like distracted her. And Yushiro is like yelling out because then he sees that like she's she's about to get attacked by the guy. And yeah, she uh, she looks a little a little more disheveled. Um, and she notices that it looks like the demon guy is like just like having fun. Uh, he's like he looks back he looks back at her and he's like smiling. Um, and then we see um, Tokikawa like uh, regenerate a bit, and he's saying, uh, "Yeah, how do Tanji can It looks like he can't go all out. Uh, it's best. It's only good for him to go all out for a little bit for a short amount of time. Becky, yeah." Yeah, I should only go full out for a short amount of time. This is only 25% of my power. <laughs> now that he's up against like two other demons or whatever, it's like it's not looking optimal. Uh, yeah. And the guy's like taunting uh, is like, what's wrong? Uh, are you not going to come after me? Or uh, if that's the case, I'll go to you. <laughs> and uh, he's thinking like, uh, He's like wondering like what's his deal? Like uh why he's like keeping his distance. Um and like now we basically just have like a standoff. Uh the guy is just like running his mouth, trying to like trying to say like, Oh, you're not telling me that like uh even though there's two of you, like you can't like take me on. Uh uh Toki uh, uh calls out the Tamayo and basically they're agreeing to some or like they're they're like trying to like discuss something and then uh tokikawa brings up that thing again uh yeah they mentioned like tamayo's like healing slower than usual yeah saying that um tamayo's kind of healing slowly um you know she's saying we should try to take him out one go and you know as viola said he's healing slowly and tamayo's like yeah that's no big deal you know i'm i'm good but yeah uh right after that we see well, it look like flashback pages or like someone's like inner thoughts. And it's like uh, the poor, the poor, like dirty kid that we saw at the beginning. Uh, just like, like training, I guess, going around the forest. Uh, it's like scenes reminiscent of what Tanjiro did in, uh, with uh, uh, Sakonji, Urokodaki. And then uh, immediately after we see the the swordsman figure like speeding through and Yushiro notices he enters the territory and as uh, it looks like Tamiyo's gonna like do something else probably like release more blood uh, Yushiro like mo- motions towards her and everyone like realizes that he's like right behind the the blonde guy and we now see that uh, the swordsman has only one arm. And he's like withdrawing his blade, and it says "Aki Misatsu," which is like destroy all demons. And yeah, the demon guy is just like laughing. He's just like, "Ha ha 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 ha!" Shuryosha, What is Shuryosha? Oh, a hunter. Oh, a hunter. Yeah. Yeah, just hunter. It's just a fancy way of saying hunter. Oh, yo, it's a hunter, huh? Is basically what the blonde dude is saying. Did you have your license? <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh, so is, uh, Hunter's coming after me, huh? Uh, so you're going to fight with that sword, huh? <laughs> Better make a count. Come uh, at me, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, he's like poking. He's like, yeah, that sword looks like it'll fall apart more easily than a woman's neck. 
Uh, yeah, and like as as like as soon as well, he keeps on like like just taunting or whatever, and then immediately after, <laughs> we just see that uh that classic anime slash Jidaigeki thing where it's just we just see like the 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 end of motion of the slash, and uh, what I really love is the fact that like you see like the sound effect in all black, and immediately on the next page that. The all black is the same as like the blood coming out of him. So it's, it, it, you can picture this if this was like animated, that like the sound effect is done with the blood, and uh, yeah, the guy is just like his arm is cut off. Um, he's like bleeding through the mouth, and the guy just looks at him like, "You done fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> like the, on this on the next page, you know, the demon guy looking at. So the he's looking at the swordsman. It's like, wait, no, that no, that that was a fluke. That was a fluke. He, there's no way he got that. So he tries to attack him again, and the sword guy shows him, nah, that was at all. <laughs> he just takes out. He just slashes him again. And is this his second arm? I can't tell if it's he yeah. That's off, the second. Yeah, arm. but he, okay. he cut well, off. He took off his. He cut off his second arm, and then like he tries to do the spikes from his back, but the swords guy is already on top of him and takes takes him out. Then the the demon, I mean the vampire, I should say, he's like, "What the hell? What the hell's going on here?" And then he just he just pulls a real moose on fighting um y- Yorichi, <laughs> and just says, "I'm out. Nah, <laughs> I'm, I'm done." Jo- the jo- he does the Joe Star secret technique. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like he's he you know he's running from him. He's like, what the hell is that? That's human, right? He's, I mean, I can only smell a human scent. So what the hell? Like maybe maybe it's because of that woman's like powers that I'm smelling something different. Because I mean, basically the de- the vampire guy's like that cannot be a human. <laughs> and then we get I assume then we're in another flashback. Mm-hmm. Um. And it looks like it's like a test. Or it, it looks like it's the same test that like they did in Demon Slayer. So definitely you can tell this is the base for it. Where they have to like survive in the forest, I believe, for like seven days. Yeah, the selection exam. Yeah. Yeah. Like they mentioned yeah. like there's 19 demons in there. Yeah, there are 19 demons. Yeah. Um, and you have to, in the surrounding forest, and they have to survive seven days. If you, the ones, the one. We won't. Okay, iki 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 no bita mono dakega sono mono dakega. So, yeah, only those survivors. Yeah, just yeah. the survivors. So, um, how come? And then you know, it, it flashes back to present, and the vampire guy, basically, why my power's not working? What's going on? Is it? What is this? You know, this guy's hacking. I want a refund. Please nerf Sakurai. <laughs> Too many swordsmen in this game. <laughs> um, I mean, basically, this whole thing is just going on. I mean, the vampire guys, like the sword guy, the swordsman is not letting him have a minute. Can't believe that this is happening to him. He's getting bodied by this guy that he doesn't even know. And he goes back to the flash. He goes back to the flashback. Um. And it looks like uh, somebody. Basically, it looks like somebody is like trying to wrap up somebody's wounds, and you know they're saying, you know, you're not dead, you've done well, and all of that. Um. Yeah, it sounds like it's implied to be the swordsman that we're seeing in the present, because okay. like that swordsman is like already blind. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then, like, yeah, there's there's 
Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it sounds like that. Because, like, the guy saying, you know, you lost an arm and eyes. No. Yeah, that's what it says. And then, um, something about six? Bacchanal. And there, there's something about, like, six more of them? And did they team up? Somebody team up with the demons? Like, I think it's, like, they fought six demons, like, by themselves. Right. Yeah, only and then the demons teamed up, not gonna no Jujutsu yeah. yeah, okay. Like yeah, the guy just... yelling is like mentioning like who who is better than him, like because they think like they're they're trying to decide whether to pass him or not. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Now now this page makes sense in retrospect because like yeah, they're saying they lost an arm, he lost an eye, and then like you know they he fought six, then the demons teamed up, and then like Dario, nobody has more strength than this guy. Even without his arm and eye, you know. He's just that OP. Yeah. You know, again, He's the OG Yorichi. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, then we go back to the present. And again, the we see another Zan as the swordsman cuts off the vampire's head. And he, the, his last thoughts are like, why is this not working? <laughs> why Why is he so OP? And then... Why is my head at, flying? <laughs> And then as he as his head flies, like they're on a bridge, and as his head goes over the bridge, he sees Yushiro's mark. Um, and Yushiro's holding Tamayo, and he's like, "Okay, that guy's dead." And then like he's asking that guy there, he was, "Is he really human?" I mean, that's the the prevailing theme here is like nobody can believe this guy's human. And Tamayo's like, "Yep, he is. No doubt about it. He's a kai. He's a kari." Kari Sugita. Oh, and now we see where the title came from. Kari Sugireba Kariru. He's a hunter. Uh, I'm trying to find a way to translate this. He's basically beyond just a regular hunter, which I was trying to figure out what the title means. Um, but, and I guess here they sort of explain it. It's just a hunter that's beyond the normal hunter. Kari Sugireba. He's someone who can hunt the hunters. Yeah. So then, and then, then, you know, he's watching the head go and he's watching the river and he's like, He said he can't feel its presence, but maybe too much time. It, the thing that I found interesting is like, there's still, oh, right. He's talking about them. There's still three more left. So basically, I guess what this is implying is that. This whole time was him, and they're basically using him as like a weapon. <laughs> and then once he showed up, they all got the hell out of there. Yeah, they're like, kill, kill the guy that's on our turf, and then we'll just eat away. <laughs> exactly. And then like Muzan comes in, um, Costco Muzan. He's eating a Costco cat killing. <laughs> yeah, it's that that was just like uh, just the fact that um, Gotoge just had all these characters in place this far back. Anyway. It's so funny because it looks like he's using the cat. Um, I, I don't know if he's just like sucking on the blood to like stay alive. <laughs> but what's the, what's the Zabu Zabu uh, sound effect? Zabu I mean, it's like a plish plosh type thing. So it's oh, okay. Just, like, so it's just water. him getting up. Yeah, water splishing off of him. I, I mean, was about to say, next... we, we could have we started calling him the Chupagato. <laughs> 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 Although. Although in the next panel where he's just like, I'm just 
be quiet like a mouse and scatter and scutter and you know you know scutter out of here. Like it does have a gari gari sound effect. So he is chewing on it. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's his giddy giddy. Giddy oh giddy giddy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's like but still that's like a chewing or like clamping or yeah, yeah. yeah giddy, clenching giddy. sound effect. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Clenching. It's like a clenching sound effect. Then he just kind of spits the cat out. <laughs> God. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, it goes back to the flashback, and I guess at, like, alternate universe Urodaki, although he's a lot less nice. I mean, clearly he's, like, not going to live very long. Clearly he has pneumonia. <laughs> Or he, has an, he has anime mentor disease. <laughs> he got he got his first cold. That's <laughs> but yeah, he, he's basically swordsman's basically, you know, I mean you can't tell, but he's clearly worried about him, but then the guys like leave did you hear? You know, get lost. There's a village to the south, like no no no, the the crow is saying there's a village to the south. Immediately another demon slayerism. And you know, then we see it, Aki Miss Misatsu right there. So I love that this girl's like, Yeah, Kurose, Oshite, Choto, Choto, I love it that this crow is like it's the same crow from um, Demon Slayer. Just <laughs> anyway, then we get to the very last page, and then it's like one of the cops from earlier. It's like, oh, and, I mean the 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 swordsman is eating ramen at a stall, and like when the po- police guy is like, oh, yo, it's you. You're still here. <laughs> oh, you're still around? Huh? Sorry, sorry, Nanishimasu. But yeah, basically, the police guy just stopped in. And he's just kind of talking to the swordsman, you know. Yeah, I think it's like he's asking about some like rumors he's heard. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, keep an eye. And then he's kind of like saying, you know, he's ordering food, and he's like, oh no, my bad, you know. And then he's talking, and he's like, it must be tough to just have one arm. And then the swordsman's like, nah, it's no big deal, like a Chad. And then that's the end. <laughs> It's funny because, like, on the panel where the the cop is behind him, you see like the 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 line of like his jacket beating like his pants or whatever. It looks like there's like a little sparkle below his eyes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, that, that's basically the end of the one shot. Yeah. So I mean, and oh yeah, first there is I mean Marion I translated. There's a little note Gotoke at the end here. Oh yeah, and, and I can do the first half. You can basically do went through this note. I mean, as V Lord said at the beginning, this was the first. This was the one shot that won Gotugay their the Jump Manga Award, and this was done without much, without talking, without consulting with the editor all that much. So, and Gotugay kind of apologizes if it doesn't really make sense, even if you keep reading it, <laughs> so. five or six times, and you still don't get it. Sorry, <laughs> that's what yeah. they said. Yeah, they're they're just like I'm sorry. Read it over and over again. Don't feel bad. It's all good. You gotta have a galaxy brain to get up. I mean, if you understand Rick and Morty, you should be able to understand this. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> they said um, this. 
basically what became <laughs> the base for uh, the foundation for Kimetsu no Yaiba. Yeah. And basically, they just they wanted to draw a swordsman with a handicap uh, who was like really strong. Because, uh, yeah, that, that would be fine. Yeah. And they kind of mentioned that you don't see very many, you don't see vampire much. Um, and then you rather you usually see like even then they mentioned, you know, having a Dracula wearing Western clothes and high show, you know, it, it kind of leaves. It, I just remember having, you know, Dracula in a tie show and I guess that impression on them. So apparently and i mean we mentioned it a couple of times during you know the read through but these aren't actually the the characters that appeared in this that are have like demonic powers are not actually the same demons they're actually just straight up vampire yeah like you know that you can actually kind of notice that too in the art it's like they are like usually in like uh demon slayer like they'd be able to suck up blood through like other means besides just their mouth like here like they're only using like their teeth and stuff to suck out the blood yeah, yeah. Yeah, and even then, like, uh, in Demon Slayer, we have demons with, like, horns and stuff for, like, Oni uh, and, like, typical, like, Japanese or Eastern kind of demons. And here is just straight up just, like Velar said, just uh, bloodsuckers. Which also kind of explains the more humanoid designs here. Like, even, like, I'd say, like, uh, uh, Tokikawa, Costco on like, he has the, like, a f- far more, like, I'd say, human design than, say, actual on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, even the guy that they're fighting, he's just wearing a black cloak. Like you, he looks like the kind of guy to be a vampire and <laughs> everything. <laughs> so, like, there is no. I mean, they all look human. If you if you saw them without knowing they're vampires, you wouldn't know. But yeah, the guy, he just wears a black cloak, blonde hair. He looks like the kind of guy that would be a vampire. So it's very much like you could tell that it's a that these are not the normal demons that you encounter in Demon Slayer. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting that Gotage mentions here that uh, they wanted to draw like a series with like a character with a handicap, because in uh, uh, Tatsuhiko Katayama's interview with Manga Plus about like the development of Demon Slayer, the main thing they changed was the removal of this main character because they replaced him with Tanjiro, and the reason for that is that they felt like it kind of made the series a bit too dark. Mm. And they wanted to put in Tanjiro to kind of give at least some sort of sense of, like, comic relief or, like, lightheartedness to, like, all, like, the kind of more messed up parts of the story. That makes sense. And yeah, I find yeah. it I find it fascinating that, like, throughout this thing, like, we we get very minimal actual, like, dialogue from him, um, from the hunter. Because, like, even, like, all his flashbacks are mostly, he, he's not speaking, it's other people speaking, or it's just, like, actions. And that's, like, really... Like what Sakaki said earlier, it's very like art house. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's very minimal. Like it's the kind of thing that you'd expect. I mean, if it were like a movie, it'd be it it would have a lot of passion put into it, but be very low budget. But I say that not to discount like um, Gotsuke's art. This again, as I said off mic, is very much you can tell it's like a very much first one shot. I mean, and Gotsuke pretty much says that. And I mean, and it, and it, but it still has this innate sense of pacing that definitely transferred to transferred over to Demon Slayer as much as Goldgate kind of, you know, dings them, dings himself for it not making sense. I mean, I feel like it made. I mean, for as much as far as a one shot as one shot, I feel like this it made 
pretty good sense. I mean, you would you'd have to read between the lines a little bit to kind of get some of it. Like it took me reading it now to understand that you know they were using the swords guy. They knew he was coming. They knew he was around. They're basically using him as a weapon. Like Costco, mm-hmm. Muzan, and um, Tamayo talking about that thing. Oh, like on the one page that we were kind of struggling with. Now I'm reading through it again, and I get it now. Muzan's basically uh, Costco. Muzan's basically saying, "Well, if we if that doesn't show up implying the swordsman, then we're gonna have to figure out something else." You know, or I'm gonna have to do something else. So they're all like, you know, and Tommy was like, if if you know that doesn't show up. So basically, this whole thing is predicated on they're they're not they know that the Swords guy's probably coming, but they can't kind of wait. So they went to go take care of the vampire guy by themselves, and they were struggling, and then Sword guy shows up. So basically, he's their he's their weapon against the their um the unknowingly their weapon against the other vampire guy. And then once he shows up, they just leave because they know if they're still around, you know, he's going to come after them too. Yeah. Like, I feel like in Kagari Gari, like the main thing that I think is jarring is the flashbacks. Like they feel like they're kind of just like spliced in there and there isn't really like a natural transition. Like in in that sense, you can definitely tell like this is kind of like Gotage's kind of first like dabbling um, in like a more like kind of like professional work but like if you can say if you compare to this like um to gotage's last one shot before uh demon slayer uh hainiwa nor zigzag um that one is a lot more cohesive than say this so for me reading through this after reading like zigzag like ages ago you can definitely tell that gotage has improved a lot since like their early days which is kind of really interesting yeah i read zigzag too i, I mean when I, I when I posted on Twitter that I had bought this one shot collection, um, a friend of mine said Zigzag is really good, so I just read that one. I read this, um, for I read K- Kagari Gari for the show, and I read Zigzag just because I heard it was good. And yeah, it's definitely much more cohesive. Yeah, it's interesting too because like Zigzag initially, uh, Katayama and Gotuke tried to make that into a full series. But that got turned down, and that's when they looked back at Kagari Gari, and they were like, hey, maybe we can make this into a series. Hmm, okay. I would have liked to see a, um, a zigzag series, but I also kind of feel like, no, I feel like with some fleshing out, it could work. Yeah, I mean, but... even with this, like, it had to go through, like, two, like, major revisions before it became Demon Slayer, so I think if, yeah. like, they had tried that with zigzag, I think... Gotage could have gotten something that would have worked as a full serialization. But I'm glad we got what we got with Demon Slayer, because Demon Slayer is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel mean, like definitely you can see, besides like the nuggets of like story and characters, um, like what I really liked about this was like the, the panel composition. Because it's like you see how Gotage already has a really good sense of like how um how how to like pace things in a in a really deliberate way because um for the most part most of the pages are split up into either like uh like five or three five or like seven panels um and it it reminds me a lot of like uh early dragon ball where it's like very like deliberate kind of uh like these rectangles that are like placed and like you can you can see if like around once like the action starts happening like uh the like Tamayo like 
using her her blood technique or whatever and like you see that's where we start getting like little like dutch angles for uh like splitting up the panels like uh making sure that like the gutters are like kind of slanted to show like this orientation and then uh being able to like switch it up like once everything is like usually like straight and like horizontal vertical etc uh after the the flashback where uh, the hunter shows up um and everyone like realizes that he's there uh we get like that like far shot of like focusing from him in the distance and then boom the three demons like oh he's here and then like the the panel like cutting off like where like right right like a, where his the top of his face is and then boom the next page uh from behind the the blonde guy and he's still in the distance and then that's like the first like full page that's like not separated by any panels um and then the next page right after is the the profile shot of him like with uh unsheathing the sword and it's just like there's a sense of like um i don't want to say confidence because it's obvious like they didn't really have that much uh like confidence in in terms of like showing it but like they have some kind of like uh they have a they have a sense for for paneling and like drawing uh scenes that yeah there's a sense of like deliberate deliberation like maybe there's not confidence but they very much know what they want yeah like you you can tell like in the one shot like what scenes Gautke thought needed the biggest like uh momentum and attention and like like marion's saying they're like they're the scenes like where the swordsman's like uh unsheathing his sword and stuff that's dedicated to an entire page because of like how big that is in the moment because that like a high tension area of the story that's the reveal yeah that's the reveal of him having just one arm and that's also like uh after the human finally shows up on the scene we've been mostly seeing like these demons like talking yeah and it's like them they've been mentioning like that thing that like all throughout the one shot and then we learn like yeah that is the thing that they're talking about it's that human uh, and and, and it, it's good because um, there's like a good balance between shots that are like, oh, yeah, close ups to, so, so that we see someone when they're talking or uh, like a reaction after they get attacked or whatever. But then like to be able to like pick and choose like uh, knowing like because obviously manga, you only have like one panel at a time like to show how action happens Um to be able to like decide like okay so this is the this this action is what's going to show what's going to lead into this and then like obviously like Gotoge has a good uh I keep saying like good sense but like 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 a like a grasp of like um like cinema I don't know how to describe it like cinematography yeah no I I get what you're saying there is a sense of like the composition kind of lends itself to being more like a storyboard than manga Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. Like, I'm going. I went back a page. Like, for example, we have the one where Kamuzan's healing himself, and I like that. There's that's two dedicated panels, rather than like one. You know, very. You know, you have one panel where he's like there, kind of holding his neck, and then you see the sound effects, and then you see his suits clean. Like, it's very cinematic in how it's approach in its approach, and even in the page before that, when Tamayo jumps on the roof to avoid the vampire guy, like. There's this whole thing. You see it from her point of view, like her looking down on him. And you see it from Yushiro, who's across the lake looking from the back. 
and then it goes back to her face. So it's like it's a very, you know, rather than treating it as if it's, oh, I have to draw it from different angles. It feels like it's like a camera shooting it from different angles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the the the, the shot where um they're all like talking as like demons or whatever, and you get like this angle where like Tommy was on the roof and the guy the guys are like facing off each other and like normally a bystander wouldn't have like this kind of shot, but it, it helps like it helps establish mood and it also helps um really like setting into place where they are like in approximation to each other. Like something I find that's really hard for uh, like newbie mangaka to like get is like positioning and like making sure like that their like backgrounds are consistent. Um, and you don't get that sense at all. Like you, there's, there isn't really a sense of like lost direction in this. Uh, like at any point, like, I don't really, I don't think that, um, you don't know where a specific character is. Uh, yeah. yeah. And part of that is because, uh, like obviously the setting is like, they have this house that's like a mansion, but it's also set by a river and like a forest in the distance across the river. Like, uh, being able to like decide, uh, where to have your story set and like, using it to your advantage is like, it's a good skill to have. And like, obviously Gotoge had it for, for a while. Yeah. It's like you say, they're like, you always know where everyone is in the like fight itself. And that really kind of shows you like how much Gotoge understands like the sense of space in the story. Like it even pans back to like the dead body of that one guy that the vampire killed at one point after the fight's over, just emphasize like, Hey, yeah, all these parts of the fight are like still here. Like that guy's still dead. Everyone's kind of yeeted out of here. That's the entire scene. And the fact that like Gotoge remembers to do that, like that's something like I think a lot of rookies especially kind of forget like, okay, you have all these elements, but you still have to like refer back to them and explain like, okay, this is what happened with these people, but here's also the current situation. And Gotoge managed to still do that in this like debut one shot. I yeah. just noticed, like, um, uh, once the once this guy Muzan and the blonde guy are fighting, like, uh, we see a shot of the the back of the hunter, and then like, as like they're fighting on the next page, we see like a far shot where uh, the action is just like a little bit of it, like we, it's mostly to set up the 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 background, and we see like there's a bridge connecting to the river and the forest, uh, and that's where the the hunter is going to come through. And immediately, like, two pages after, that's when it sets up, like, oh, the there's a strong wind, and it's going to waft the scent over there. That's how, obviously, the guy shows up. Yeah, that's a really interesting detail. Yeah. On page um, of the yeah. one shot on page 21. Yeah, like I'm, looking the top. At that, I'm looking at that page now. And I, I just, I mean, for everything you said, that's a great, it's a great setup. But I just like the fact that instead of we have this thing where it's an establishing shot. like right. I feel like not many manga, even like veterans don't do that a lot. It's like when there's a fight or a new location, you know, we get the character. We usually don't get an idea of what that location is until like way later or like maybe as the, probably just before. Yeah. As, as the fight goes on, then we get a better idea of where we're in relation to, you know, the setting. But I like that Gotoke has an establishing shot here. For the fact that and it and it does and it does establishing shot isn't just a close up of the characters in the background. No, it's like you could almost like take them out of this panel and it would still work. It's just an establishing shot of okay, 
they've moved to this location. But it would it would also work if like the 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 two fighting aren't even there because then right right below it is Yushiro in the woods and like yeah. oh so he's obviously hiding in that area. Yeah, that, that yeah, that's see that's what I'm saying. Like it will work even without them there. But I like that they're there because I like that we are, we're seeing the fight as it's happening. But the most important thing in that panel isn't the fight; it's the background and the setting. Right. Because it would be really easy for like veterans or new like to be like okay people are interested in the fight so let me just have a close-up of these two guys fighting and i mean that wouldn't be wrong usually that's what we're here for but having an establishing shot as marion said makes it so that we know what's going on we know the hunter doesn't just appear we know where he'll be coming from and why like if for later as as like um tomio's um her blood her blood art doesn't you know affected her by the river there's a wind there's probably wind coming and then that's that's another thing too so i just i that panel is like really like a good pivot point of just the rest of the chapter yeah Yeah. i think like the bridge in that scene also is like really well used because like obviously when we first like get to like the actual fight with the vampire like we see yushiro's uh uh talisman on the bridge and it's that same bridge that the vampire tries to escape from and then eventually falls over. And when the fight's over, like, Gotuge reuses that same talisman. And it's, like, kind of tying everything back together. It's like, oh, this is how we started and this is how we're ending. Yeah, and the the talisman is there, but it's just, like, a little undetailed circle. Yeah, but it's, like, still there. And that's, that's the really cool part. It's, like, it's something that you forget about in the moment, but then, like, Gotuge ties back to it, and it's like, hey, yeah, yeah, this was still here. The fact that you can go back and see it is dope, because that's what I love about stuff like World Trigger, where it, like, sets up, like, the fights with, like, uh, if, if anyone uses, like, a tactic or something, and it's like, oh, this person, like, uh, used this technique, but, like, it was, like, it was shown in the panel, but it wasn't brought attention to until after the fact. Like, stuff like that yeah. is awesome. Yeah, I, I love I love stuff like that, like, where, you know, the 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 author is giving you kind of like, I mean, you could not know, but if you do, you get those like extra brownie points, which is like, oh, yeah, that thing. I remember that. And exactly. it feels good that the author's sort of paying, rewarding you for paying attention. But they're not at the same time. They're not like punishing you for not paying attention. So it's yeah. like or, or not noticing. I shouldn't say paying attention or not noticing a thing. So that's that's really that's really cool, too. Yeah. Oh, you know something else I noticed that I really liked? Um, uh, after Tamayo jumps up and she's like on the roof, um, uh, on page 25, uh, like when she like looks down at the guy, uh, that's when we start getting more um, like slanted panels. And it's to show like the difference in elevation. Uh, and we don't really, because like for the most part, like I said, it's just like uh, straight, like horizontal and vertical panels. Um, and then, like, once we get, like, a shift in, like, uh, positioning, that's when uh, Gotoge starts using, like, more slanted uh, angles for, like, the, the lines of the of the actual panels. Um, and even then on the on page 27, uh, at the bottom of the page, where she's, like, looking down on him and he's looking up, uh, they're, it's like they're, they're looking at each other and it's separated by the, the slant. That just, it's neat. Yeah, I found that... I find that like and th- that's a that's a detail I hadn't really noticed and I find that I find that really interesting too that it is just 
there it's straight on, but the panels are done in a way where your eye and your the panels are done in a way where your eyes like naturally guided gently through it, even mm-hmm. though a lot of these panels are like straight on. Like this could have been just a straight on panel, but the fact that it's slanted makes you real, you know, it makes your eye, you know, remember that right. These are they're in two different places, so. You would think that they're looking at the, at like the reader, but like obviously the the way they're positioned, it's like, yeah, they're facing each other. Yeah, exactly. And now I'm I'm able to like, and thinking about Gotage's comment, not to derail too much from the discussion of the artwork. Now, now I, I said it was art house off mic, and which Marion like mentioned, but now I realize what. Now I feel like it, it's definitely more artsy than it is like story driven, and I guess that's what made me feel art house because like a lot of those things are just you know we're we're filming it a specific way. We're not we're too worried about what the story is. That's not to say that this didn't have like a story at all, but definitely it. And I I mean of course I don't know I can't get into Ted, but it definitely does feel more of a thing like the artwork kind of told the story more than the dialogue really. Yeah. And I guess and that's like probably... that goes... no. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. And I, that goes to like, um, back what I was saying about like, Oh yeah. The fact that like our like title main character technically doesn't even like show up for most of it. The, the hunter, like it, it's the series is about him. Cause like, that's where the flashbacks are about. And like, the whole meeting of the demons or like the vampires like centers around the fact that like, yeah, this guy's going to crash at some point. Um, but like he, he barely has dialogue. He barely has like, um, we don't, we don't see his thoughts like in words. They're all visual. Um, and like, I don't know. It's, it's very not jump. This is like, I hear that. I hear, I hear that phrase a lot. Like, Oh, this is like shown to jump, but it's not jump. But like, this is really like actually like, it feels like indie manga, like something that you yeah. would see on yeah. like, uh... like comic beam or something like that. One of those. <laughs> kinda, like, hard yeah. and I think that that's why they ended up replacing the main character. Cause like, I think that's the big thing here is like, it feels very unjump, like from how everything's framed and like Sakaki saying like the emphasis on kind of the artwork and the visual tone rather than kind of having a more kind of like, narrative with kind of forward progression right and i think part of that is like the fact that like our main character is mostly silent like marion said and like it creates this kind of more ominous tone but it also kind of is devoid of like kind of the friendship effort and victory that like jump kind of tries to encapsulate (laughs) it's so funny because like you could say like the three demons are like the opposite like uh enemies deceit uh, lost. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, no, God. you're not wrong. Because they basically use the hero as their weapon. Like, the, the, it's basically a demon gang war, and like, like they call the cops on the other guy, and he then they take and he they take him out and arrest him, but but they get away and everything. Like, it's it's in this like even from that point of view with the story, it's interesting because like you don't see that much where it's like. The bad guy, like, yeah, you'll see the good guy work with the bad guys against another bad guy, but then, you know, but the good guy acknowledges, okay, this one time I'll cooperate with you for five minutes, and that's it, and we'll take over, we'll beat the other guy. And so there's a sense of acknowledgement, but here it's just like the sword guy had no, no, he has nothing in, he, he had no acknowledgement, he has nothing in for this, he's just coming in to do his job, 
you know, of slaying this vampire guy, but and they know that he's going to come, but so there's no agreement, but he does his job and even at the end and they know, okay, once he's here, we got to we got to go. And I just find that really interesting plot-wise. And I mean, I guess that's why this works well as a one-shot cuz I couldn't imagine that like being a thing constantly. Yeah, it, it does make me wonder if, like in Kisatsu no Nagare if uh Gotage kind of incorporated more kind of like defining elements for the main swordsman. Cuz like here like it definitely feels more directionless where it's like what what would you do with this plot exactly besides just having the swordsman go around and kill people? This is well this would basically just be chapter 1 uh and then like moving on would be because this is like predicated on the fact that like the main difference is really the fact that Muzan is uh, a presence in Kimetsu. Yeah. And like, he was like the progenitor of all demons. But here, obviously, there's three different demons from three different factions who have like their own different have, they have their own like uh, goals in mind. Yeah. Um, but like, so, when you think about like other first chapters for a jump manga, like by the end of it, you have a clear direction of what the series is trying to do or wants to be. And oh, like a yeah, like a goal in mind. Yeah, and I feel like yeah. Kagari Gari, if this was like say a first chapter of a series, doesn't really have that. I mean, yeah. to some extent, I agree with you. Though I guess you could also look at. I mean, if we're looking at it as a jump manga, then yeah, I one hundred percent agree. Lord, like it would seem really strange for a jump manga. But if it were like in either like in Anthro manga magazine or even in the like seinen. I could see it being like chapter two, starting off with the the swordsman maybe having more of a concrete like flashback about his past rather than these kind of snippets. Oh yeah, or, yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, like it open, like opening up like the world, like okay, what made him decide to do this or stuff like that. Yeah, like I agree with you in the sense that, like I said, wouldn't as a jump manga yet, it would be really. It doesn't feel right for jump. Yeah, like if it, if this was even like say like young jump or something. Like, I, I could see this in there, because, like, say, like, there's series like Oshinoko that don't really even tell you what the series is about until, like, several chapters in. Um, yeah. But, like, exactly. yeah. Like, here, though, if, like, considering that they were trying to make Kagari Gari for Shonen Jump when they're revising it, I can definitely see, like, why such heavy revisions ended up happening, because, like, I can't imagine this in the magazine. Cause just be yeah. because of, like, for like what jump readers are usually looking for, it has some of those elements, but they aren't really in the cohesive package that you'd usually expect. Yeah, I think um, I think this would work, uh, technically as like a spinoff type of story. If this was like maybe, maybe this was who the person who taught Rokudaki or something. Uh, but like, I think that the fact that. We don't get from this chapter, obviously, because it's a one shot uh, that uh, he we don't get his thoughts um, outright. There, it leaves like a lot of things vague. Like we joke that like, oh, yeah, his master has uh, anime uh, cold or whatever. But like maybe he got his wound from like a particular demon. And that's the demon who also killed his family. Like it, it's easy to like set up stuff like that. Uh it would be easy to set up stuff like that in like subsequent chapters if if this was like a like a spinoff that was just like worked that more like world building. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I get I get what you're saying. Like, if we already had Demon Slayer as 
base and like maybe this was like another author's kind of take on another character or something yeah 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 yeah. yeah like that. That will, then yeah this will work because then we already know we already had the world like, from demon slayer as like its own thing it wouldn't it wouldn't really work yeah like without without the support of something else already if like existing. people are reading this and like knowing like okay this say is like a demon slayer prequel or spinoff or something then yeah people will have like their attention on it just because of that but say like this is like a completely unknown thing from an unknown author then i don't think it would necessarily like hook them in in the same way say like the first chapter of demon slayer did exactly yeah yeah no i mean this goes to what we I, we've discussed it like and definitely i'm seeing it from this is that you know the shonen magazines although there are a bunch of them and it's easy to think that they're all the same thing they all definitely are not and they all have their kind of formulas that work for them and jump is that whole you know forward momentum as i like to call it where it's like you know at the end of every chapter there's or in every chapter there's some sort of push forward to something and that's why at the end of those first chapters for example we know as you said v lord that this is what the plot is going to, even if it ends up being something completely different later, but at the very least at the end of the first chapter, we have an idea of what the character is striving toward. Yeah. Like even the series that are more oddball, like say Chainsaw Man, those aspects are still there. Like in Chainsaw Man, you have like friendship, effort and victory. It's just a very warped versions of what Denji thinks friendship, effort and victory are. Money, sex, drugs. Just kidding. (laughs) Boobs and getting (laughs) laid. That's Denji's victory. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah that, that that's my that's my thing is like that's oh, jumps and clearly it works because jump is the biggest shonen magazine in the world i think nobody here could disagree with that so clearly it works for them but yeah there there are different different ways that every shonen magazine you know kind of approaches storytelling so yeah i i mean would this work in another shonen magazine i still don't think so i think definitely i think if this were if they were going to just serialize this as is, it would have to be like Seinen or something. I think it would have to be Seinen or like Champion. Yeah, this is like um yeah like I think V Lord said it like it's really dark. Um, I feel like uh, it it reminds me kind of like well not as dark as like the like the first chapter of Blade of the Immortal, but it's kind of like that kind of vibe where it's like yeah we have like someone who uses a sword is really strong. Um, and there's like it's just dark <laughs> shit and coincidentally didn't that fight in Blade of the Immortal also take place near water I think so yeah, <laughs> yeah I, think so. I never finished that anime I really should but yeah like yeah like as is I mean we've nailed it like that this couldn't run and jump as is and it makes sense that they changed a lot to get to where Demon Slayer is though I mean I, I still think like even with Demon Slayer already being, you know, come came, it saw it conquered. Um, I still think if Gotsuke did want to come back and like visit this, they could. I think they would have a lot more sway now if they wanted to do this too. Yeah, I, I feel like if they wanted to make the jump to like a Saint and Magdic, this would be a great way to go for it. Yeah, they're like, I beat One Piece. Let me do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> God. I mean, yeah, and Jump is not going to let Gotoge go anywhere, so. But Gotoge, we need to add five more Zenitsus to this series. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they would do that if they want to get canceled themselves. We'll <laughs> add half a Zenitsu and two Inosuke's. 
<laughs> like how would I, I would wonder how like a Zenitsu and in, Inosuke in would work in this world even. <laughs> like would they work even? <laughs> like Inosuke I can see like being kind of a good foil to the swordsman who's very strong and silent, and then you have just you wouldn't even need to change Inosuke that much. Maybe age him up a little. But like otherwise he could be exactly the same and still work. He'd be like an edgy <laughs> Meta Knight. Yeah. Yeah, basically. That, that he would he would just be the four war whereas no, like the main swords guy's Meta Knight. He's just strong, silent, and you know, just very um, you know, into himself. And then you have like this other guy. Like he would be the character that the swordsman would be like, go away, I don't really bother with you. So the but Kirby? Actually, he would start, oh, he would wait. I know I know how this would work. Basically, you would have to turn this into Bleach, where he's like the captain of like a squad, and Inosuke and Zenitsu are like vying for like the lieutenant's position or whatever. But instead of like a status like tattoo on Zenitsu's like arm, it would just say simp. <laughs> <laughs> they would be like um, Kujaku and Ikaku from. Oh shit! Yeah, oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, no, I could totally see that actually. <laughs> Yeah, I think we've kind of drained our thoughts on Kagari Gari. Yeah, um, I think overall, I think we enjoyed it, right? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, but Viz, please bring over this one-shot collection. I mean, yeah, and the fan book. I th- I feel like they're once the once the volumes are done, they might they might go into this. Uh, I hope they do because like they're doing like uh, Parui Tagaki's Beast Complex like one-shot collection. I feel like considering how old Demon Slayer is doing. I think it would make sense to, uh, like, release it, because it's, like, one of the highest-selling manga and comics right now in the U.S. I would be really salty if they don't. <laughs> like, I love Beastars, but I would be salty as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm feeling it, it would make sense timing-wise to do it after the the series is over, just to kind of keep, you know, the interest there. Yeah, rather yeah. than release it all at, you know, release the one-shot collection, the volumes, all of these things at the same time, because then everything's drained, then it's like there's nothing left other than, I guess, the spinoff. Yeah, but I mean, as far as like Viz's volume releases go, they're slowing down back to bi-monthly starting uh, early next year, because I'm assuming like there's no point in them doing it monthly anymore since like they've already filled the gap in the vault. Right, yeah. Yeah, so I guess if we do see this, it'll probably be late 2020, early 2021. But who knows? It could be earlier. You mean 2021, yeah. 2022? Yeah, 2021, 2022, yeah. I don't I don't know my yeah. years anymore. <laughs> I, I mean, can see it announced next year for the year after, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, Beast Complex is coming out, like, March or something of next year. So, like, I don't think they're necessarily opposed to releasing a one-shot collection, while they're still releasing the main series, but it's anyone's guess. Yeah. yeah For the fan I mean, book, I can see that extra. The thing is, um, there's also light novels. Uh, I know that there's been like a huge like online push for uh, more Viz light novels, specifically for like Haikyuu, but also like, hey, there's uh, there's Kimetsu. I think there's also Jujutsu Kaisen novels. Yeah, um, and I mean, I hear the uh, I hear the One Piece and the. Bleach ones have done well, and the Naruto ones have, of course, been doing well because they keep releasing those. So one can hope that we can get like those other ones too. Like I know there's also a Black Clover light novel as well. 
Yeah, I, we all know that because uh, one of the characters in a main arc was based off a light novel. We we're just like, huh? Who is he? Who are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, like, the, in the subsequent chapters, Tabata just, like, explains, like, okay, this is essentially the plot of the light novel, so you don't have to read it. <laughs> oh, my God. That was just the weirdest fucking, like, direction of story. Yeah. Like, go. Sakaki, you haven't read this, but, like, it would be, like, they'd focus on one of the light novel characters in one of the chapters, and they'd be thinking about how Asta helped them in the light novel. And they'll be like, remember when we did this in the light novel and you helped me out? That that made a big impact on me. V-Lord, listen. I read Detective Conan. Aoyama just throws in movie characters all the fucking time, so... <laughs> <laughs> He'll just, like, this, this character will appear in a movie then he'll just be in the series and yeah but okay so like with oyama though that makes sense because that's just what oyama does with tabato <laughs> is just plain random but still it's just like you know normally you have the movie character canon and you have the manga canon but oyama just just mixes and matches those things like it, it, to some, at some point, they're both the same thing. Oyama has a one thousand plus chapter series that's supposed to take place within the span of less than one year. There's no logic with him, <laughs> and it's funny because it's a mystery series. So there's supposed to be a lot of logic, <laughs> but but yeah, no, I I mean, like the Black Clover thing that they just randomly picked a character from. A, I mean, because I I. I mean, jump is everywhere, so whether you like a jump series or not, you're probably going to hear about it, <laughs> especially if it's popular with an anime. So I heard, like, the outcry of that, even though I haven't read Black Clover. So, but yeah, all I can say is just, like, yeah, Detective Conan is, like, I wouldn't say worse, but it's just as confusing. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, when you read Detective Conan, though, that's what you know you're getting in for. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. We should wrap up here, then. So, Marion, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at microwavy the e before the v. Um, I also write for uh, I write reviews on my personal blog heavensdoorknob.wordpress.com, and I write for Sakaki's uh, WSS Talkback blog at wsstalkback.blogspot.com, and I'm also a new writer for Tsunami Faithful. Um, thanks, V Lord, for being a despot. Just kidding. Uh, I. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I, I wrote my own piece and uh, they, they're like, oh, this is good. Do you want to join us? I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, let's go. And um, yeah, uh, besides the Demon Slayer podcast, I also host a bunch of other podcasts. Um, I'm on at Good Friends Cast on Twitter. It's the Good Friends Anime Club, where we have fun and inclusive conversation about anime, games, light novels, uh, manga, etc. Uh, we're, we're back uh, after a hiatus. Um, yeah, look forward to more episodes. Uh, the same uh, crew that I work with there also put out the Dorhadoro podcast called Shocking, a Dorhadoro podcast, which is like the best like Dorhadoro in joke that we could have come up with. Honestly, um, it's at Dorhadoro Pod on Twitter, and uh, oh yeah, the View from the Top, a Haiku podcast. It's at Haiku Pod on Twitter, and uh, we covered the ending of the manga. Uh, man. Haiku was so fucking good. I um I wrote a piece on it actually. I didn't write anything for Demon Slayer because uh, I feel like I got most of my thoughts out on the podcast. But um, leading up to Haiku was like kind of crazy. Um, in terms of like just like that final arc in general, it was, it was probably like one of my favorite final arcs of all time for like the Shonen Jump series. Um, so yeah, 
Uh, you definitely know, check read, read that because, like, I'm saying, as somebody <laughs> who only read some of Haikyuu because of, of Marion's insistence, and I read their um, and I read that write up of Haikyuu, even I was like moved by it. <laughs> like, not enough to read the whole series, but definitely to understand like why it's so beloved. So, I would definitely say, you know, if you are going to read, if you can visit Marion's um blog and read their writings you should definitely do it that was an amazing piece <laughs> thank you i'm very humble yeah i mean i completely agree with that marion is an amazing writer the god tier of god tier writers out there so go check out their stuff the young manga god 9001 <laughs> the thanos of the animanga community but sakaki where can people find you Everywhere Marion's at, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, that's not even a lie at this point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find uh, me at uh, at WSS I mean, WSS Talkback uh, on Twitter and WSS Talkback.blogspot.com. I run the show on Sunday Twitter about. So I mean, the whole purpose was to you know show people there are things in Sunday besides Detective Conan and whatever. Iko Takahashi is doing and now Komi and doing a pretty good job. We're, you know, for almost at 5,000 less than two years, which is amazing. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, actually. Yeah. That's, that's really great. And it's thanks to like Marion writing and all that stuff and other people helping out. But yeah. And we just recently had our first giveaway of the, the detective Conan movie, the dub of the detective Conan, um, one episode one and we're gonna have more hopefully have more giveaways in the future because we definitely want to see getting into shonen sunday and on that note um as i always say if you're interested in writing about sunday doesn't necessarily have to be a series that's currently running doesn't have to be in shonen sunday either i should say shogakukan yeah we're we're focusing on shogakukan it's it's shonen sunday with the focus on since that's the magazine i buy every week but we everything shogakukan Seinen, Shonen, Josage, all of it. If you're interested in it, if it runs at Shogakukan and you have to say about it, by all means, hit me up at, you know, at WSS Talkback or um, WSS Talkback at gmail.com. I, I should, I've been telling myself to include the email <laughs> when I do these shout outs. So definitely hit me up and we can arrange something. Um, like Marion <clears throat> and V Lord, I do write for Toonami Face. I do write for that. <clears throat> um, sometimes, of course, I'm on this podcast and I'm on sometimes Manga Mavericks. At one point, I found out I'm like one of the most popular people for them to have on, which is weird to me, but hey, take it. <laughs> I mean, you're one of my favorite guests on there. Oh. <laughs> um, and I'm doing a podcast with Sniper King called Another Day Adventure. Dragon Ball podcast. Uh, that one we're doing basically all of Dragon Ball. We're gonna watch everything that Dragon Ball. If it's animated in Dragon Ball, we're probably gonna cover it at some point. Um, and that's a lot of fun because I haven't watched Dragon Ball. In a while. And uh, besides that, mm, you can find me at Kiro Bond. That's my personal Twitter. I just recently read two not Sunday manga, <laughs> so um, definitely if you're just interested in my thoughts and that. Um, what I'm reading, you should go give that a look. I don't think I'm forgetting anything else. Nope. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Yeah, I mean, definitely follow both Sakaki and Marion, because they're both awesome people. 
But if you're interested in what I do, you can follow me on Twitter at VLordGTZ. I'm usually on there writing about whatever I'm up to, which is usually reading manga, writing reviews, and not sleeping in that order. Um, but aside from that, you can find my many manga and light novel reviews over on all-comic.com and also my Tanami-focused articles and reviews over on TanamiFaithful.com. So check out both of those. But aside from that, I also am a host on the Dumb Weebs podcast, which can be found on Twitter at DumbWeebsPod. Um, and that's a podcast dedicated to really, like, any anime or manga that we feel like. It's kind of just a general casual discussion podcast. It's pretty fun. Um, so go check it out. We're on basically every streaming platform. So just look us up and subscribe. But as far as the Demon Slayer podcast is concerned, you can find us on Twitter at Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast, and on the Tanami Faithful website itself at tanamifaithful.com slash Podcast. And the Demon Slayer Podcast is on basically everything as well. Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. So just look up our podcast, subscribe, listen to our episodes, and enjoy. But that about does it for this episode, so we will see you guys later. Remember, buy your Muzons from the source. <laughs> <laughs>